This is Frank Skinner on Absolute Radio with Emily Dean and Chloe Petz is with us this morning. Wait for applause. Doesn't come. Text the show on 81215. Follow the show on Twitter and Instagram at Frank on the radio. Email the show via Frank at absoluteradio.co.uk. Welcome, Chloe. Thanks for having me back. Welcome I, back. I, I was applauding myself. Yeah. You know, I tell you what, when, you do, when you do programmes like... Um, and you've, I'm sure you've done a load of these, like um, Steve Wright in the afternoon. They say, uh, Frank Skinner's with us this day. And him and his mate who are in there, they both clap like that. And I clap as well, just to thicken it up a bit. Yeah. But I'm not actually clapping myself. It's an audio um, aid. You see, I don't... I feel I was remiss there, because I think that would have fallen to me, really. You were saying it. I was listening to it. You're the guest. I didn't do it, because I think one person clapping... Well, terrible. and also I haven't earned your applause if if we're honest. But any sort of applause, any applause under ten, yeah, it feels patronising, doesn't it? Yeah. So sing, my favourite one single in the audience, to third man, as they say. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> village green. The one in the audience where you do a joke and then you just get one woman slapping her thigh and you think, oh, applause break going, and you go, oh no, it, I, no, I've I was never, presumptuous. I've never had that kind of a response ever. Yeah. I'm I'm sort of anti-applause in uh, comedy. Shows. Oh, really? I do reprimand them sometimes. I'm not here for applause, I'm here for laughter. <laughs> People get applause for blowing candles out. <laughs> Whereas laughter is a, is a very uh, difficult thing to achieve. Yeah. Unless, of course, you know, you're on the uh, Jubilee coverage where everyone goes, <laughs> and everything that's said about... Oh, do you know, they laugh a lot, the Jubilee coverage. Oh, yes. the ju- we'll, we'll talk more about that yeah. later, but, oh, man, the Jubilee coverage. I quite like the fact there's a Jubilee, but the coverage... Something... The Queen's coming on the balcony at 11 o'clock. Let's not start talking about it 3am. <laughs> also... What's it going to be like, do you think, when the Queen's on the balcony? <laughs> oh, well, you know, it'll be so marvellous. And then the Queen's on the balcony. That bit's nice. Great to see the Queen still out there. Yeah. And then four hours saying, what did you think of the Queen get, on the balcony? It's, no, it's we like, saw it. We saw it with our own eyes, you fools. <laughs> like sports coverage again. And uh, let's get an action replay of the Queen... And then you've got Jamie it's, Carragher zooming in on yeah. her hand or it's something like, like that. that. It's like that. It's like when it used to be the FA Cup and you used to get FA Cup um, morning news and FA Cup, it's a knockout. Yeah. FA Cup Garfield. <laughs> anyway, it's it's nice, but um, not too much water with the Ribena. That's my advice generally in life. Also, can I ask a question? I will. How do they get that all was, That those... was my moment. didn't last long. Did I? I didn't, I didn't no. even get the in-breath it's of gone. the it's, response. It's gone. Um, how all the glass booths set up, how many glass booths are there what outside Buckingham Palace? Oh, well, I will get to it. OK. Outside Buckingham Palace, mm. they've all got their commentary boxes... But they've all got commentary boxes. BBC's got one, ITV's mm. got one, GB News, I imagine, has one. Right. How do they all get access? Do they erect these booths, these boxes? I, think, I suppose it's like busking. You have to, you have to get a, a, <laughs> a special licence for your glass booth. <laughs> yeah. Maybe, hey, how three, about we... three people doing interviews and then there's a living statue who, who, who booked earlier. <laughs> do you think we could, we could sort ourselves out a glass booth and head down to... The we, could, now. we could do that. It's first come, first serve. We've missed not, it. I'm not doing it, though. No. Um, no. Oh, I tell you what, I, um, in, um, in slightly darker news, I was watching the result of the, uh, the Amber Heard-Johnny Depp thing this week. Disappointed verdict, that yeah. he wasn't there. Yeah, I call it the result. Yes, I was going to say, I'm, it's Remember, not I'm, I'm fresh from Eurovision. <laughs> <laughs> Johnny Depp now, who looks... Um, He's look now. He's looks. He looks like a bloke who might manage tribute bands. Yeah. He's got that sort of low rent. Anyway, there was a bit where they said, um, "I noticed that the judge called Amber Heard misheard," yeah. which meant it sounded like a murder mystery yeah. night because she had like the oh man. And here's my question um, for anyone listening: Has anyone here ever done a murder mystery, and was it exciting? And also, is murder the only crime that they do mystery evenings for? Could you do an em- embezzlement mystery evening? Okay. Big- bigamy mystery evening. 
I think, why murder? I mean, so awful. There's some crimes that are, you know, yeah. lend themselves more to a themed night out with the friends. Yeah. If anyone's ever got, if anyone's got answers to those questions, I'm <laughs> dying to hear from you. Not dying in a murder mystery way. No. Oh, this week, guess, guess who I met this week? Here's the clue. Oh. How do you like it? How do you like it? Um, do you Glenn know? Moore. No, well, very good. If you expa- expand that. <laughs> More. No, I've got nothing. Here we go. Michael Morpurgo, Michael Morpurgo. <laughs> Morpurgo. Now I'll tell you why I was excited. <laughs> To Michael, if you're, I mean, I. Well, it scans. I just thought the scan would. Uh... <laughs> no, but guess who I met? I mean, love more Pergo, but on the list of Moors, I think Glenn's up there, a relative of Bobby. Not up there. With that Bobby. would have been hard. Bobby. That would have been hard, Bobby. Not up there with more Pergo. <laughs> I, I, the reason I'm excited about it is because I've only ever seen more Pergo from. In case you don't know who Michael Moore Pergo is. <laughs> He's a, he's a children's... Well, he's not a children's writer. He writes books that yeah. children read, including War Horse, which is a massive yeah. hit. Um, War Horse, one of the examples of why films usually aren't very good, <laughs> I think, oh. because someone from the film industry, which is where people aspire to go, but in fact must be the home of the profoundly stupid, <laughs> they saw the theatre production of War Horse, the whole excitement of which was the puppets, these amazing yeah. horse puppets. And they said, you know what? What if we made a film but I'd like real horses instead of these? Oh, yeah, that's a good idea. What well, Take away the thing that's most important. But it's, it was exactly the same thing as Cats, where it was like... What but they didn't do? use real cats no, in no, the film. No, no, they didn't. <laughs> no, really. Yeah. Um, no, they didn't, but like they tried to sort of replicate the thing from stage on screen and then added CGI. So it was like you yes. either go you either go like CGI cat or I know, human I dressed as a cat. Whereas they went on this sort of weird. Yeah, you hybrid know, it's pick thing. a lane time. Yeah, isn't pick it? a lane. Okay. Yeah. But the horses, they were. It's like someone's going to the Louvre and saying it's great, the Mona Lisa. Wouldn't it be better if it was just like a real woman sitting there, though? Why bother with like a painting? We could get a real woman. Wouldn't it be great if uh, Pinocchio was actually a real boy? Yeah. yeah. No, that, anyway, that's nothing to do with. Um, that's no blame on. Michael Morpurgo, Michael Morpurgo. Disrespectful to this literary giant. The reason I mention him is I, I, I don't know, I said this on air, I think. I watched him on telly years ago and thought, oh, I don't like the look of him at all, and he's quite snooty. And yeah. did, did you open with that when you met him? No, I didn't. I didn't. I thought I'll give him the benefit of the doubt. Of course he did, Chloe. And then when I met him, he was great. Yeah, I'll give him the benefit of the doubt for having a slightly <laughs> dislikable face. Yeah. God bless him. But at the end of the interview, I actually... This is, the, the, it, was like, it was like a televised thing. The cameras went... You know, the cheers went up at the end. I took his arm and I said, I love you. <laughs> and it was from the heart. I just thought he was so fat. Because sometimes, sometimes, like, um, when you have such a bad first impression, if someone wins you round, it almost makes yeah. it even better. Because you I think, know, Chloe. I, this is a bonus friendship. Look, I, I know, but listen, I love you. I mean, strange love rival for Kath. I know, but I, really, I think it was because I'd come from a dark place with Morpurgo and yeah. then gone into the, into the bright How sunshine. How did he respond? Um, he seemed happy with that. Were you sort of... What were you doing as you said, I love you, stroking his hand? Uh, no, I was holding his forearm in a... I wouldn't say a vice-like grip, <laughs> but firm, firm but fair, was my, uh, was my grip. Can I ask a question? Um, does Morpurgo, is he the type to favour a Panama hat, maybe? Well, he didn't have one on, but if he doesn't have... A, 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 I'm hoping he has a wardrobe <laughs> with about 15 and he goes... <laughs> I'm hoping he's got Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, like, like, like bibs, like children's bibs. Just to let you know, I'm now learning that any time Emily starts with, I've got a question for you, I am never going to be able to predict what that question is. <laughs> Does Michael Morpurgo wear a Panama hat? Well, Where the hell has that come from? I think that's fair enough. <laughs> I saw him once when he was all in purple from head to foot. All right, you're going to have to stop now. You're getting really over the top, Michael Morpurgo. Michael Morpurgo, this is for you. 
Well, I had a driver this week and he said, um, he said to me something along the lines of, you're the second nicest celebrity I've ever had in my car. <laughs> I and mean, I thought, I'm going to leave it there. Did, did you? You I'm didn't gonna, quiz him. I'm not going to come back on the... Uh, did you, did well, you, you know, know when people say that? So that's the second time it's happened to me this week. I always go, oh, really? And then change the subject. I will not be led. Well, I worry... But he told me, he did tell did me. Did he? Can but you say? Is it, is it more Pergo? Is that... No, it's, uh, you won't. I'm, if you Can know this woman, I will... Can I... Dance around absolutely no clothes on. Okay, the nicest celebrity is it Lorraine Kelly? No. Well, I've I've heard of it. Someone that I haven't heard of who's lovely. Oh, you're not going to guess someone you haven't heard of. Why are you <laughs> even okay? rubbing your okay. chin in, in that which, way? <laughs> Can I ask a question? Someone that I've never heard of, Geraldine. Cartwright. Do you know what? You're so close with the initial with the the, the initial sounds Go of on. that. Gemma I'm going to give it you. Well, oh, and also Julie Covington. Oh yes. Don't cry for me, Argentina. That, you're thinking of Madonna, Frank? No. Julie Covington had the hit before. Before, before then. Julie Covington. I used to have a massive crush on Julie Covington. She was sort of androgynous, short hair, um, rock follies chick. Um, and he said, she, not only was she nice to him in the car, but she sent him a postcard after thanking him for his work. Really? So this I mean, week, I've Frank, never, have you sent two? Are you trying to... No, of... I've never done that. I mean, to, to send a, a follow-up postcard, that's something for all us celebs to aspire to, that level. Of what, loving. the driving? Yeah. That's really kind. Very oh. kind. I'm pro-Covington. <laughs> not as much as I'm pro... Michael Pergo, Michael You know, when you meet more Pergo, you just want to go, come here. Come here. Oh, cuddly. I think I did meet once briefly. He's got a sort of bagpuss feel. Oh, cuddly. (laughs) Cuddly. Sort of nestling under the Panama hat. Yeah. Yeah. And when when Morpurgo goes to sleep, what happens? Um, Do all the other animals come to sleep? All of his friends go to sleep. Okay. Again. This is, is, isn't it lovely having an evening out with your parents, <laughs> Chloe? You've heard of Bagpuss. Yeah, I've heard of Bagpuss. You yeah, haven't. I, you haven't. I, Stop not, showing off. I, I have heard of that one. Julie Covington, not a clue. No. Yeah. Um, but, I'm, I'm, you know, I'm trying to keep up with the references. I've just got a Google tab open on the laptop at all times. Exactly. Of... Get your own back. Start talking about um, no woes. <laughs> no, no, no woes. Yeah. I'll talk about Stormzy. I'll talk about yeah. Yeah, the, 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 exactly. week, the weekend. Stormzy. Stor- the weekend. weekend. The weekend. If only yeah. Stormzy had been one of the, a weatherman, that would have been great, <laughs> wouldn't it? Now over to Stormzy. It's going to be lovely today, actually. Is it Stormzy? Ironic. <laughs> and then a big laugh from Naga Munchetta. But that, 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 <laughs> <laughs> he could do... That might make the sort of weather a bit more accessible now. I think we're, we're a bit bored of watching the weather, but yeah. if he did sort of if he did it in grime style, yeah, then I'd watch yeah. it. Well, I'd what, watch it for a couple of minutes, know, and then I'd get yeah, fed Chloe, up. Chloe, what I like about the weather people, yeah, is that they really haven't moved on in time in every respect, and I love that in their in their aspect, in their clothes, in the way they deliver the bulletins. I love their bants, their bants <laughs> with the presenters, really low red bants. I mean, bants that are barely. If you wrote the word bants, you'd have to put it in inverted commas. It's the sort of bants that you only know is funny because of how hard they're both laughing at yeah, it. And you go, oh, that was a joke. I love that. But I think that's okay because when we talk about the weather, for example, on this show, we, we do, you know, we, we don't know what we're talking about and we just do it and, and, you know, and say, oh, it's been a bit cold today. And I think if we're treating weather like that, the weather people can treat comedy like that. <laughs> I think that's fair. So, um,. That sorted that out. Another thing solved here on the Frank uh, Skinner show. The Frank uh, Skinner show. (laughs) Just that just lost it for a second. Frank Skinner on Absolute Radio. Can I ask you both something? What do you think of this? This has caught my eye this morning. It's going to be a bit left field, I have a feeling. Okay. Wait and see. Manchester, what do you think of this? Manchester airport passengers climb through baggage carousel curtain. I mean, I'm in already. Mm. To find luggage as armed cops step in. Thanks, Skinner. Views. Well, <laughs> it's not a thing I'd ever do, certainly. 
I've sent the baggage carousel. I was imagining you might meet a drug dog coming out the other way. Uh, imagine it, it'd be startling. You'd have your Adam's apple out before you, uh, before it had really thought it through. We know what breed it would be, don't we? Um, what are the drug dogs generally? You're the, you're a dog. Uh, um, they're, they're normally called the drug dogs. Just FYI, they? no, okay. they're called sniffer dogs. Oh well, same thing. Um, I'm going to say Alsatian. Lovely, Chloe. Thank you. Mm. Thank I like you. you. Mm. I've absolutely smashed that one. If I'm honest, <laughs> um, I think this lady is incredibly brave that's gone through. Because I think. how long did it take for her to make that decision because I think you're at the end of your tether because there are there are a couple of places in life where you do not go one of them baggage carousel (laughs) what I would never like to go behind the bowling the bowling pins oh no do you know what I mean yeah but I'd read that novel I've seen oh yeah I've seen people moving about down there though behind the bowling (laughs) pins have you yeah I I, I think there's a small hot down there (laughs) one of the uh, one of the lesser paid workers lives in behind those I think it's like you get get that thing there's a ball that's just rolling at the side of the pins just rolling do you know it gets stuck it just keeps rolling in some terrible trap I like the idea of someone having to reassess Assemble, that's their job. No, no, no. I wonder about when something goes wrong. But I feel like that, the, like the bowling oh, thing is like where we're at the seams of reality, and mm. like it's behind it is like the Truman Show, and they're pulling all the strings. And when one of those balls just consistently rolls, it's like they all go into oh, panic man, mode. Of like, even, doesn't even bear thinking Skin, about. Skinner's going to see that we're not living in the real world. Kind of, this isn't reality. Do you imagine the panic? There's an alarm, and they say we've got a rogue one. Yeah, a, a stern alarm. <laughs> yeah, no. I no. should tell you both. Uh, I ate that, and you press the reset, and you've missed a. T- and everything's out of sync in there. I think I don't like the silly silly nicknames people give themselves on that computer screen. Just call yourself your name. Yeah. Have you seen that one? I used to call myself I. (laughs) I get get bored after that. There was a number of holiday makers who I believe are saying here they were fed up. And they're clambering through. Oh, Cur- they call it the that. curtain. I think curtain is being generous. It's it, six strips well, of it's, it's one of those uh, industrial... Uh, when I worked in factories, all the doors were like that, just strips of plastic hanging down. So you could push a sack truck through it with stuff on and that was having to open the door. So it's like that, I think. There's a technical name probably for it. And I, I wonder the extent to which the armed police got involved at- like how how relevant is the armed bit? Like I can't imagine them getting a gun out. I can just imagine. No, them, don't go. I mean, there. if they'd have shot two or three of them down, <laughs> just fire, story, just fire into the curtains. Wow. <laughs> oh man, that would have been terrible. No, I um, I would have been frightened that if you step off there, you step into machinery. I tell you what, you would have done, Frank. Knowing you as I do, I think you would have got up on that carousel. And you would have done what I like to call a Cliff Richard at Wimbledon. I would have. You would have done a bit. <laughs> but you, you know would what? Have I'd them. have been. I'd have been walking backwards. That's, I'd have been standing in the same place. So I'd have to slowly walk backwards. Can we all just calm down, guys? I know it's been a difficult day, and I'd be like sort of moonwalking yeah, as I spoke. Oh, that'd be a, li- a moment for them all to treasure. Yeah. Frank Skinner. Absolute Radio. Uh, may I share something from one of our readers with you? Uh, Harry in Brooklyn. Wow. He's one of my regulars, actually. <laughs> Hi, team. Frank is incorrect. No, I won't there. hear it. I okay. won't hear it. Go on, what is it this time? I've got my finger on the correctione button. Frank is incorrect when he says he has never threatened to call the police. Do you want to... Do you remember when you said that? I did, yes. I was talking about that last week. Mm-hmm. Um, we were talking about... I can't remember what the context was. Someone had called... Oh, a man had called the police because he was overcharged for an espresso. An Italian gentleman. Yeah. On a 2015 episode of the show, this very show, Frank and Emily recount their date... I mean, date, really? OK. <laughs> ..to see the James Bond film, Spectre. Yeah. When ordering popcorn, Frank asked the attendant... Sorry, I've remembered this. <laughs> I don't remember it. This is the great thing about getting old. It's that your things you've done become fresh new jokes. 
God, never heard before. Frank calls the attendant. Oh, this was mortifying. Frank calls the attendant. Is that small or medium regarding the sizing of the popcorn order? Frank then said, because if that's a medium, I'm calling the police. <laughs> no, but a threat to call the police. You did say that. You did say okay. that. And it was awful. No, but that's... Um, it's not that dissimilar, is it? It's been overcharged for an espresso, <laughs> come to think of it. I did empathise with that guy, and now I see why. Mm. OK. Yeah, I didn't actually call them. They're very busy, obviously. That's from uh, Harry Kidd. Uh, in Brooklyn. Yeah. What, uh, my question arrived. is, what's he... Has he got sort of an encyclopedic knowledge of the back catalogue of Absolute Radio. Well, it's all available. I mean, if you if you tuned into this show today and you liked it, you could literally go back 13 years and listen to every episode. Which you absolutely should. I'd recommend it. But I do think... I do think... Harry here is accusing you of being a narc, but I think he's... The only narc here is him. Yeah, you're right. Oh. Stepped yeah. up. She stepped up. Lovely. Very Sorry. I, look, I'm, Lovely de- use I'm, de- I'm defending my darling little Frank. <laughs> that's, <laughs> my little Frankie. That's very sweet of you. Are you having a more burger? <laughs> I love you. What? Oh, I, t- I tell you why I did this. It is a question. Why is she had the tissue. <laughs> yes, Emily's wiping right. I um, I'd like to ask a technical question. I I did a bit of cycling this week, and I'm a bad cycler. Oh, you know, Frank only learnt to... Oh, embarrassing mother. Yeah. Frank only learnt to ride a bike recently. Mm. Oh, well, that's lovely. Well done. But what I learnt... I was at some fancy hipster hotel when I learned, and it was one of those bikes with no gears and a lovely upholstered saddle. Mm. Oh. So this week, I got on, like, what you might call an ordinary bike. The saddle? Yeah. Why do they have to be like that? They no. are vile. Why, Frank, did you get your, vile. Had you got your lycras on? Because no. I think you should get yourself a padded short. <gasps> Honestly, I felt oh. I felt like mm. I was being open like a clam. <laughs> <laughs> it was... Um, Thank you for that. It was... <laughs> It was, oh, why would you make anything that uncomfortable? Is it part of this macho thing now from bike riding? Why? You have to be in pain or it doesn't count. They like it being uncomfortable. It's I, ridiculous. This is why I'm afraid. I love the concept of cycling. I love it. I can't ride a bike really either. Right. And that saddle, I'm out. Exactly. It's vile. I mean, someone, there's a basic error there. And people who ride bikes now are so butch, they will not say, oh, that's a bit uncomfortable, so they're all allowed to stick with it. Well, I'm speaking up from the gentle people. It's very uncomfortable. Upholstery was invented many years ago. I want the equivalent of a lovely leather Chesterfield on the top. Of course you do. Outrageous. This is Frank Skinner. This is Frank Skinner on Absolute Radio with Emily Dean and Chloe Petz is with us this morning. You can text the show on 812.15, follow the show on Twitter and Instagram at Frank on the Radio. Email the show via frank at absoluteradio.co.uk. We've been talking about cycling Mm. and how... Frank's not really... You're not much of a cyclist, are you? No, but... I'm not. N- now I've tried a normal cycling saddle, I don't know if I'll ever cycle again. <laughs> I'm interested, Chloe, what... So are you a, are you a, a cyclist? You not, strike me as someone who'd know your way around a bicycle. Well, thank you. I, I do take that as a compliment, actually. Um, yeah, I, <laughs> I, I, look... I, I could jump a bit on thin a... on the ground, are they, generally? <laughs> compliment. <laughs> In this studio. <laughs> look, I'll, look, I'll take anything at this okay. point. Um no, uh, yeah, I could ride a bike, but I'm not sort of... I do think it's um, it's a quite specifically middle-aged man thing of you get yourself your little hobby, of, you get all your lycras. Awkward. You, you get yourself a... <laughs> yeah. Um, you get yourself an, a good bike and then you um, you leave it in the garage never to use it again. Yeah. But I think they purposefully put the uncomfy seat on the bike because then they can charge a premium to get yourself a comfy one. You know, oh, so you can upgrade to a comfortable seat. Yeah, you haven't just sort of made your bed and now you have to lie in it. Like you don't have to have that same. I wouldn't mind that if it hadn't been a bed of nails. <laughs> <laughs> it's horrible. Well, also, I had to send back. I won't mention it because why should I? They've given me nothing. 
but uh, a particular kind of exercise bike. You're familiar mm. with these bikes that yeah. you have at There's home. There's a few pretend ones yeah. now. If yeah, you I like this that. one called Smelaton. Yeah, but basically a person on a bike with like a laptop gaffer <laughs> tape to the handlebars saying, oh, you can get these ones. These are a bit cheaper. The what? market. Yeah. I like that you said, I won't mention who they are. And then I've then, done a rhyme. Yeah, you've yeah. done a rhyme and sort of even before the rhyme, but I think tan- we were all sort of... But I've, I've tantalised them, but not given, and I like to do that. I think it's all right mentioning if it includes you sending it back. Yeah. Well, didn't... Well, I said to them, excuse me. I did, I'd like to say excuse me. Yeah. I said, excuse me, but I'm a small person and this isn't designed for people of my height. Don't tell me you couldn't reach the pedals. OK, well, then I won't continue the story. Oh, OK. I couldn't reach the pedals. You could have worn a, a pair of, like, 1970s Elton John <laughs> platform, surely. Do you know, I nearly considered putting platforms on. I couldn't reach... And they're built in the shoes, as you know. You You're can't a... take your feet out. Oh, the, can't you? Know, you you oh. put your feet and they're oh. built in. Your platy shoes. <laughs> yeah. So I couldn't, I couldn't live with it because I was too short. And I said, well, can't you adjust the seating? They said, yeah, we've had a few ladies saying that. Really? And then that was it. And that was it. Yeah. So, you know. I don't have one of those, no. I would say. Uh, 813 has got in touch with us. Hey up, you three. Is oh, it Freddie Truman? <laughs> I don't think I said that right. Sorry. Hey up. Hey up. Yeah. Now, let's hear your A up, Chloe. Is that uh, me? <laughs> how would you say hey up? Oh, oh, sorry. Uh, I say, I, I think I put on a, a, I think I put on a Yorkshire accent. Yeah, I think yeah. you hey have up. to. I yeah. think you okay. have to. Am I allowed? No. Okay. Hey up, you three. Up. Now that you've experienced the agony of a regular bicycle saddle, Frank, mm. and I'm assuming you were retired in some kind of under and outer wear. That's, that's a bold assumption to make. Well, you don't know what Frank likes yeah. to do this weekend. No, I just had a pyjama jacket on. <laughs> <laughs> pyjama jacket, no trousers? Yeah. He's Winnie the Pooh it there, hasn't he? He well, uh, favours the top cat brooch. That's what he calls it. You must. I ne- save money, I save on bicycle clips. Oh, God. Especially in the cold weather. All Carry right, on. all right. You must now understand why that chap howled weirdos when you encountered the mob of naked riders on oh, a London yes. bridge. That's from Andy Wood. Yeah, do you know Andy Wood? Thanks for the tip. Uh, Bronte Country, West oh, Yorkshire. He's from Bro- oh, yes, of course, the Bronte mm. Country. Man. Yeah. Yes, I, I, um, I saw uh, the naked bike ride going over Waterloo Bridge, Chloe, and a man... It was a lovely sight. There was people of all shapes, sizes, ages, everything yeah. else, all naked. I don't know what the I don't know what the aim was. I don't know if there's a protest or, but it just looked free. Yeah. And a man standing with a wife and three kids said, "Weirdos," and I thought this yeah. is the decision one has to make in life, whether you're with that bloke or whether you're with the people on the bikes. But as you say, now you mention the saddles. I'm starting to see why you might have been appalled at the very image of it. Yes, um, don't cycle. That's um, that's the slogan of the show. Frank Skinner on Absolute Radio. Chloe, what's what's happening? <laughs> <laughs> well, thank you, thank you for your uh, very mm. specific question. <laughs> um, no, I think. Um, but I, I basically, I, I really like being a comedian because it's essentially like I've always wanted the life of a retiree. And mm. I think I've sort of got a bit of that because in the daytimes I can just, you know, potter and go to the cinema in the oh, day. Yeah. Mm. And then you just have to go off and do your work in the evening. But so the other day I went to the cinema to see Bob's Burgers. I don't know if oh, you... Oh, no, I don't know that. Or it's just, a, it's just sort of a nice cartoon. Or is it... A cartoon? Yeah, a cartoon. You went to the cinema to see a cartoon? (laughs) Yeah. All right, all right. Sorry. (laughs) (laughs) Did you go on your own? Well, I went on my own. I I love it. I love going to cinema on my own. I think it's absolutely wonderful. What's good is that I'm not worrying what the other person's thinking of the film. No. That's always nice. And I also like to... um, I really like having popcorn at the cinema, but I do feel sort of quite conscious of the of the morality and the sort of, you know, etiquette around eating your popcorn. What I tend to do is I'll grab myself a medium, I'll threaten to call the police, mm. 
Uh, yeah. Frank Skinner um, and then I like to hoff it all down during the adverts so that I'm not worried about making sort of any crispy crunchy noise oh, I have a rule I have a rule that I can't start the popcorn until the film starts but what if like you're going to see like a quiet place part two and there's not a sound and it's just you going no but what cinema are you most people are on the phone nowadays when you get to the cinema well this is the thing so I was going to see Bob's Burgers, which obviously sort of probably... What is it about? Uh, it's about a man Fa- called Bobby. Is it, a, is it about a fast food outlet? <laughs> well, that's what I'm imagining, but a cartoon fast food outlet. So it's sort of like an animated sitcom. OK, OK. Kind of, he owns this burger restaurant. He's got a wife called Linda. He's got three very okay. funny kids that always get themselves into hijinks. Mm, that sort okay. of thing. So... I think it's it's probably we've made much of the fact that I'm sort of maybe the younger voice on on the radio today. Mm. But I oh, felt okay. middle aged. <laughs> I felt middle aged for the first time because in Bob's Burgers there were three girls sat three rows back and they were conducting a full conversation oh, at sort of room temperature. I would say the conversation yeah. was, and uh, I didn't know what to do. What would you have done in that situation? Would you have stepped in or would you have just sort of bit your tongue and... Well, there was a time when I um, I would have turned and complained. Mm-hmm. I mean, three girls sitting behind me, I'd have probably quoted from the earlier scenes in Macbeth and see if they got the <laughs> reference. But um, nowadays, I, I, I find I'd just be doing it all the time. I think cinema, yeah. it, I just accept now that people are going to... Also, I get to quite a lot of like kids' films and stuff where everyone talks. I think and that's superhero fine. ones, I do... I mean, when I watch films, I do do quite a lot of, oh, man, and stuff like that, which I think is... Fine, it's part of my paying me money. That sort of adds to the live aspects of the cinema. Like, I love it. One of the best times I've been to the cinema was I saw the last Harry Potter film in Belgium and everyone was clapping and cheering and getting up, whooping, waving. That was great. But I have to say to these girls, I did turn around and say, Can you please be quiet? And I just felt sort of like a. That's good. How did they they take it? Do they like it? Yeah, they re- they really responded well. Yeah, they they gave me a little round of what, applause. What did they say? Did you assume? You see, the thing is, I think everyone sometimes you need to unleash your inner Lady Bracknell. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I do it as you know. But if this story had been based at Chloe going to Verdi's Requiem, <laughs> fair enough. But at Bob's Burgers, I think you have to allow for a certain amount. Of, Shut uh, up! I'm trying to appreciate this art. Uh, <laughs> Bob, they must have thought, "Oh, we got told off at Bob's Burgers." Yeah, well, wow, this is that's a strict. Thing. That's strict, isn't it? So I'm, I'm a middle-aged lady now. Just call me Karen. But it worked. They stayed quiet. They stayed quiet. Oh. And I, I was. I regretted it. I felt bad because I'd gone in too hard. No, but come on. I remember Frankie Ball talked to me about the confidence of the tall man. It obviously works yeah. for the tall woman yeah. as well. That's yeah. what you want. I mean, you were sitting down even. Or did you stand to tell them? Oh, no, I want to, I want, let's keep it the Montana hooks because I have another question to ask, which okay. is what your opener is Blimey when you're rebuking. OK, it's going to be uh, <laughs> Chloe, Chloe Rage cliffhanger. <laughs> Now we're in a cinema. Bob's Burgers is on. <laughs> There's three girls sitting behind Chloe Pets. They're chatting. She's told them off. Yeah. And before Chloe, just I don't want to. Um, well, I'm going to share this with you mm. so you can compare anecdotes. Briefly, five eight three. Very similar situation. Mm. This week, my brother confronted a group of chatty lads. Oh, Alan Carr on night out yeah. at the cinema. By demanding his 25 quid back for his tickets or for them to shut up. Mm. Shocked lads took latter option. Oh, I like the Sun journalist way. Mm. (laughs) Shocked lads (laughs) uh, took latter option and he received a round of applause from other irritated (gasps) cinema goers. That's Phil from Essex. That's lovely, that. So that's stuff of dreams. The round of applause is good because then there's a bit of solid. If it goes off, you're hoping that they might back you up. And so we're over to Chloe. Uh, my question, if I may put it to you, was what's your opener? Because mine is very antiquated. I'll hold my hands up in any situation. Mm. Was, Excuse me. Mm. Really nice, yeah. You did, okay. it, you did it with a smell-a-ton earlier. 
excuse yeah excuse me you've grabbed their attention you've you've been polite but you've showed them that you you're being assertive i like that i tend to go with the um i think i think i'm a bit annoying with it because it's that i sort of go in with the like 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 the sort of open hands call to reason kind of thing of like i'm being the reasonable one here you can't argue with what i'm about to say do you get a bit more you're getting a bit more london you have a bit more london Oh, Frank, I get the geezer out. The geezer's out. Geezer pets is out. I'll I'll turn around and go, girls, come on now. Come on now. We're all just trying to enjoy Bob's burgers. Please, will you be quiet? And then if they ignore me after that, that's when I get a bit, Uh, hang on a minute now. (laughs) That's when you get, yeah. That's when I get really sad. A bit Ray Winston. Yeah, 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 a little bit Ray. A little bit Ray, yeah. I like that. Well, see, I've noticed what I do. If there's a group of youths, which is, frankly, anyone now, um, I will use, I'll invoke the guys clause. Because it makes me sound very young and trendy. Down with the kids. And it's a similar thing also... Hey guys, um, really sorry, guys. Yeah, guys. Uh, well, Frank, what's your opener for that? Well, when I, you're I did it at uh, an Adam. Adam Buxton used to do this thing at the BFI, um, the British Film Institute, where he would uh, do uh, videos. He'd show videos, recent videos. Oh, bug. And, yeah. Uh, yeah, bug. It was called. And it was a brilliant night, and I did it. And he was featuring this um, work of this particular director. And uh, this guy behind was really talking during this video. I said, mate, <laughs> you know what, well, it's a BFI and you're going to talk through the videos. Anyway, um, when he introduced the director, it was the bloke I'd uh, told <laughs> off. <laughs> so uh, that was... I thought, well, you know what? I'm not going to apologise to this bloke. He was talking. He's yeah. obviously saying, yeah, I did. Because it happened to me. I went and see Dr No... And um, what was his name? The guy who, um, di- who uh, designed the early Bond films. Ken. Ooh, uh, Ken Adam, is he? And he was saying, yes, well, of course, in this bit we had to... <laughs> and I was going to tell... And I thought, oh, hold on a minute. This bloke's talking... This must be Ken Adam. And sure yeah. enough, it was. So, you know, once bitten. Maybe the girls behind me were like... You know, the animators of Bob's Burgers, they yeah, were just ma- giving me a free director's commentary. Maybe yeah. that, yeah. Bless them. They were probably, yeah, they were rec- recording a video extra and you yeah. interrupted Shut that. up, geese. That'd be great, wouldn't it? If they had a video, you know, the director's commentary, and in the middle of the director's commentary, you Excuse me, I have time to watch the film, please. <laughs> He is one of our regulars, but I think you'll enjoy this. This is from uh, Andy Wood, Bronte Country. Again, it's a yeah. similar wow. related thing. I know. But uh, he says, me and my girlfriend went to the 110-year-old Keithley cinema to see the Laurel and Hardy biopic with Steve Coogan and John C. Riley. Mm. There was only one other couple in the whole theatre, an elderly duo. That might have been us, Frank. <laughs> there, was, sure. there was a leak... And rain was sputtering in from the ceiling. And rather than move to one of the other 96 vacant seats, the old chap opened an umbrella <laughs> and sat beneath it for the entire duration Fantastic. of the film. Two sources of comedy for the price of one. I mean, that they obviously Laurel and Hardy fans yeah. that they've done that, haven't they? <laughs> but they carry the umbrella out. No, that, I bet they always sit in that seat and get the umbrella out. And did you hear him saying, hmm? Mm. <laughs> do, you, well, do, do you think they do it for every film? Like they've gone to see 12 Years a Slave and they've gone, oh, do you know what would be funny here? Pop the umbrella out. <laughs> let's hope, let's let's hope they don't the do um, appropriate props for each oh, film. Gosh, you I'll don't do. want the manacles coming out. Oh, gosh. Oh, no. I went to uh, Laurel and Hardy. Um, it was, uh, well, they called it an all nighter. It ended about uh, 8.30. <laughs> <clears throat> but it was, it was, uh, seven hours of Laurel and Hardy um, films and it was hosted by the Sons of the Desert the Laurel and Hardy Appreciation Society and um, they well I mean I know a lot of the dialogue I've seen those films many 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 times and I love it but these guys couldn't resist saying the dialogue about a second before Stan and Ollie 
said he. So there was this weird sort of reverse echo. And people were saying to them, can you, uh, can you not do that, please? And they'd say, I'm really sorry. Fresh fish, just before I'll eat, said he. And what, two guys had to go out. They just couldn't stop themselves saying what the dialogue was in the film. Really? I mean, it was... That's interesting. It was in deep. Usually it's like a point of ownership thing when people mm. are sort of going, I know, I know this so well that I can say all of the words, but for them it just seemed like a sort of involuntary... Oh. Yeah, they couldn't help it. <laughs> yeah. Oh, Bless man. Them. No, I'm going to do loads of clips from Laurel and Hardy dialogue. I'm not. I'm not. I heard a, gu- a great quote from, I believe, from the Queen Mother this week, who's supposed to have said ironically to someone, what's it like? Isn't it must be hard work being a, le- a royal family person. And she said, well, it's fine. We never get tired and we lo- love looking at hospitals. That was her. <laughs> such a great... I thought you were going to tell us that she'd come up with the phrase platy jubes. No, I don't, I don't think she... Um, I think she had platy jubes, but she didn't use... <laughs> She didn't use the phrase. (laughs) Sake. Guess what, Chloe? We've had Marisa has got in touch, separated at birth. Hashtag, she's given it. Oh, didn't know they were still a thing. Hashtag separated at birth. At Brandon Flowers. At Frank on the radio. The killers. You've got to be happy with that, Frank. Lead singer of the Killers. What that is think? a handsome man. I went to see them well, last how night. How can that possibly happen? <laughs> I went to see them last night. I didn't notice it, I'm not going to lie. No. It's never come up before, I must say. No. It must I be one it. photograph. You see, I see No, I see it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I really see I it. I do see it in this photograph. And I think you've got a similar sort of frame and mannerisms as well. I think it's probably the whole package. Frame? Well, th- thanks. <laughs> I, um, we put up a photo last week on the show of me. I accidentally wore my, my look, which I've never worn before in my whole life. And um, Emily and uh, Sarah Barron, who was on last week, both said, oh, man, that's your look. So we put a photo out. So I, I thought I'll look, see if people think, agree. Oh, well, how was it? It was all about, what's wrong with the shape of his head? Wow, he's got a massive <laughs> forehead. Look at his forehead, that's weird. It was all just that one after the next. Yeah. Um, just saying. Well, so I'm going to be doing that where, again. In a world where you can be unkind, go for it. Exactly. <laughs> Exactly. So or any <laughs> other social media pics we put up, I'm wearing an absolute radio bandana. Well, just go, go at it. Go at it with I your head. I want to say, Chloe, he found his look. Yeah. You know, it happens yes, with all at different the, stages in the, our life. It's the Mekon from Dan Deer. That's my look. <laughs> and may I say, will you be getting it out for this platy jubes weekend? What, my forehead? I can, get, get your forehead out for the queen. Yeah, I'm, I'm actually one of the official beacons. <laughs> They just shine, shine a spotlight on my forehead and I light up most of North London. Um, well, I've said platy jubes a few times across the show now and I would like to know what you guys think of the phrase platy jubes as well as the listeners. Um, I've done a bit of... I, I kind of see myself as a bit of a thinking man Susie Dent. Okay. So I have done the etymology. I thought Susie Dent was the thinking man Susie <laughs> no, Dent. No, she's classy, but I'm classier. Okay, right. So I've done a bit of an etymology of platy-jubes, okay. if you'd like to hear the history all, of it. You betcha. I'm all ears. So the first reference that I can find to it on the internet is early May. It's Kiel Smith-Bino, the, the actor in Ghosts, Stafflet's Flats. References platy jubes. This is this is like Johnson's dictionary when you get the first times it's been. Early May also she's so specific, Chloe. Early May. Early May. I've done the research. Um, my first encounter with um the phrase platy jubes online was four days ago. Uh, it's someone on Twitter (laughs) called Experimenting with Emotional Heft. Um and her tweet was just saw someone referring to the Jubilee as the platy jubes and it has sent me over the edge. Okay. Um, mm. Now, I think that the I think that the foundations of Platy Juba are even before this. Personally, I think you can see their foundation in <laughs> in uh, Latty Flow, Panny D, oh. Fetty Wap. So I think Fetty Wap. Yeah. <laughs> uh. No, but I think what the, I think what what we've done as a nation is everything is so inexplicably awful that we've just tried to dress it up with a cute name. So mm. I think we could sort of be looking down the neck of an apocalypse and we'd be going, 
how are you going to spend the nuky winter? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and Have I, you got your prisos you th- coming up? <laughs> you think there might be an Aki P? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. There we go. Okay, well, that's a fabulous start. I don't know if we can t- top the. I learnt a new word from reading about um, platy-jubes, a phrase I didn't know was around and which I've already used in a text what is since it? discovering it. I'll tell you after this. Frank Skinner, Skinner. on Absolute Radio. Anyway, um, this is Frank Skinner on Absolute Radio with uh, Emily Dean and Chloe Pitts. You can text the show on 812.15. <laughs> Follow the show on Twitter and Instagram at Frank on the Radio. Email the show via frank at absoluteradio.co.uk. Oh, a bit of a saliva build-up there, guys. Yeah, people aren't going to like that. No, I don't think. Sorry. Anyway, I was reading about platy-jubes, this new phrase (laughs) that had taken over the nation, Mm. and it listed other well-known phrases that have appeared in recent times. And I... You'll mock me. I'd never heard of wine o'clock oh. as a phrase. It's wine o'clock. So, May um, I congratulate you on your very fortunate existence? Well, I, I like it. Oh, you don't? I do, and I thought, oh, I don't drink. That's a bit hard on you, your alcoholics. What am I going to say? It's crisps o'clock or something. <laughs> um, and then... Um, my, a very good friend of mine sent me a picture of her drinking. We we bought her a bottle of wine for her birthday, and um, oh, she'd sent gift. well, all the, and flowers, okay. and and she sent a picture of her drinking the wine, and I sent back, "Is it wine o'clock?" And I just thought, "I'm I'm very I've used it in context. It's mine. It belongs to me. I think it's great. Have wine you, o'clock. Are you, are you ready to move on? And it's a big are you? Go on. Are you ready to move on to Rose O'Clock? Oh, I don't know about that. The ladies like that. You see, wine o'clock, what I like about it, it sounds like nine o'clock. <laughs> yeah. But oh, Rose yeah. O'Clock doesn't sound like any time I'm But that's aware what of. they've done, you see. They've taken it on and it's not... No, Rose O'Clock's a big thing. Oh, is it? Mm. No. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I just, I love, I just love anything that's a bit, <clears throat> a bit basic that sort of comes into common parlance. Where mm. just, it's just like Huns culture, you know, the ladies, the gals out on the town. Can you explain to Frank what Huns culture is? Huns culture. It's not a tiller. Okay. <laughs> Huns culture is like, you know. It doesn't happen in London so much, but you know, if you're sort of out after a gig in, say, Manchester mm. or Leeds, for example, yeah. and it's the lovely ladies that have dressed up in their high heels, they haven't got a jacket on, they've got sort of a boob tube dress on, yeah. and they're just going around and they're just they're just. The it hands. would be bro- in the, in the Birmingham uh, context, it would be Broad Street after about ten o'clock at night. Okay. Yeah, bringing. Did it start mi- with you, okay, hon? <laughs> I think I did, which was an online phenomenon. Okay. If, so, if, if someone sent uh, uh, there was a slightly attention-seeking post or something, okay. saying, thinking about Pete tonight and all the great times we had or whatever. Yeah. Um, <laughs> or maybe what they might more likely say is, if you can't handle me at my best, etc. Etc. Um, then someone will post, you OK, hon? Okay. Yeah. Okay. Whereas I think we should sort of be, re- like, we're, we're reclaiming the, the Hun culture. I think it's absolutely lovely. Um, my my favourite thing is when something starts off, ironically, like wine o'clock, and then you say it so much that it becomes common part. Did it start ironically then, do you think? No, I think it started unironically by, by one of the Huns, <laughs> and then we picked it up using it ironically, and okay. now... Yeah, Frank, you'll be using it unironically. I'm going I'm, I'm to think of any other ones that like rhyme with uh, with numbers. Okay. If someone's dying. Is it heaven o'clock? <laughs> <laughs> For example, optimistic, I know, but there you go. Stay away from certain times of the day. I worry about something. <clears throat> Look, if we're going to talk about platy jubes, can I start with something? The, ho- the Royal Hollybobs. With something. <laughs> Yeah, something I watched on the telly this week with my partner, the end of which she said, well, that is the weirdest thing I have ever seen. And what it was, it was EastEnders, which we haven't watched watched for a long time. But this week they announced there would be a special, um, I think it was uh, Rocky. I'm not familiar with the new characters, but Rocky says... I've got a um, surprise oh. guest. Oh, no, it wasn't him. It was... Um, was it Danny Dyer? Danny Dyer. What's he called? Harvey Moon or He's something? Mick. Mick. 
East says we've got special guests coming and they're all guessing which West Ham player yeah. it's going to be. He says, I can't say who it is, but... It was a very big build-up. Yeah, mm-hmm. I wish it would have been great if they hadn't put it in the papers who it was going to be. Well, but I still don't again. know who it is, so give he me said, the surprise. He said, he Cliff said, oh. Cliffhanger. Oh. Cliffhanger opportunity. <laughs> Cliffy Han. <laughs> Frank Skinner on Absolute Radio. Um, so, yeah, on East End, I hadn't watched East Enders, honestly, that for is. such a long time. And there's people in it, um, like Sonia and stuff, still in it, which is... That was heartening that I recognised some people. And they did a clever thing. Sonia was watching the telly and they'd done a green screen thing. So she was watching the coverage from earlier that day. So they had the plane spelling out the 70 and stuff. Very clever. And then there was a bit I thought might have died out. What I I call um, EastEnders lying... Because people I find in every... We've all been uh, cheated on in relationships and stuff like that. And people are actually brilliant at lying, generally. Uh, uh. Um, There was a bit where Rocky really wanted Sonia to turn up to to this talent contest and she hadn't turned up. And he said, I think it was Kathy Beale the last time I watched was dead. I didn't ask. And uh, he said, oh, I really wish she were here. That'd be great. If only she was here. said that about eight times. And then she said, "Um, I'm just just popping out for five... Would you look after the... I'm just popping out. And I thought, people lie better than that, don't they? She might as well said, I'm going to go and ask her to come over now. (laughs) But anyway, that all happened. And then the special guests uh, turned up. And it was Charles and Camilla. Stop it. <laughs> I thought this was going to be an absolute anti-climax, but that's cracking. Charles, but On yes. Albert Square. Yes, but this is what they did, and this is what worried me. And this is why it's the weirdest thing my partner had ever seen. <laughs> is I don't know for sure if Charles and Camilla knew these people were actors <laughs> playing parts. 100%. Having seen it myself... Yes. And similarly, Frank, I haven't seen it since Dr. Leg. Yeah. Which is some time ago. No, I remember. Who Dr. was? Leg. He played, um, he was lovely, Dr. Leg, played by the late Leonard Fenton. Well remembered. And well, Friend I Friend of your this, parents? Yes. Of course. <laughs> he was a Beckett actor, and my mother's um, friend, stage manager friend, who, let's call him a gentleman of the theatre, mm. glasses on a lanyard. Yeah. He said to oh, Leonard, I thought that was just code word for gay. I wasn't. <laughs> no, no, just a very much a sort of yeah, a, da- a lovely, a yeah. darling. Yeah. Glasses Although, on a lanyard, I, mean, I know. <laughs> anyway, he uh, he did say to Leonard Fenton. He said, "I'm afraid I haven't had the pleasure of your leg, dear." Uh, he said afterwards, the first time he met him. But yeah, I haven't been I haven't been near EastEnders since then, and. It's quite a revelation, Frank. It was. So um, what did they do, Camilla and Charles? Well, what they did, they were either hoaxed into believing that these characters were real people. Yes. Um, so they went around and spoke to them, and it's a, uh, oh, this is my, uh, how long have you uh, been on this stall? And he said, oh, I've had this one belong to my father <laughs> and to my grandfather. He said, that's a marvellous thing about London, is people inherit these businesses. <laughs> And I thought the problem with this is this is what you say to real people. <laughs> and you have the same level of sincerity that when you talk to people that you actually meet. Yeah. And if you have the ability to put on mock sincerity like this, best keep that under your hat, really, because everyone who speaks to you now will think, well, yeah, but you spoke to an actor. Pretending to be a character. What about like there that? was one character? It was too confu- I totally agree. It was too confusing. There was one man who said, "He said, uh, yes, so I actually did the Prince's Trust." Yes, and so did he? Yeah. Or did the character do the <laughs> Prince's Trust? And Charles went, "Did you really? How fascinating! And how, and how was it for you?" Yeah. Did he? I don't. Where are no, we now? No, that really. It's, it's that not a worry me. that I have. Like, I think if I ever met Prince Charles, I wouldn't be thinking that he was genuinely interested in what Chloe Petz had to say. <laughs> no, but. I'd, you put yourself down, I think. <laughs> Frank did meet him, didn't oh, you? Yeah. Do you remember Frank? I'm worried that the, the royals have been scammed by the BBC into thinking that they were real people because <laughs> I think if we tell them it's acting, they, they won't be able to pull it off. They've gone away well, thinking done. they've just done a normal visit. They've done a good job. 
Were, uh, I, it was incredible. It was like, you know, it was one of my worst things is people interviewing Miss Piggy as if she's a real creature. Yes. It was like that. Mm-hmm. I can't bear it when people enter into the conceit. Yeah, Michael Parkinson interviewing Miss Piggy. That's what it was like. <laughs> is that how we want to celebrate 70 glorious years? <laughs> Not Frank. Frank Skinner on Absolute Radio. Um, this is still uh, Frank Skinner with Emily Dean and Chloe Petz. We were talking about Platy Jupes, <laughs> which is um, this week's big event, obviously. <laughs> My quote of the week, you know, when people get given a, an honour in the honours list mm. and they say things like, oh, it's amazing and all that. Like mm. I saw a Bonnie Tyler interviewed um, near to a beacon and she was saying, uh, you know, I, I'll just so please, you know, uh, like that. Don't say, is she Indian? No, um, <laughs> but um, Bonnie Tyler and Justin Hayward from Moody Blues um, won it, late review. Uh-huh. And um, great, but Stephen Howe, who I didn't know, is a classical pianist. Do you, you familiar with his work? Absolutely not. His quote was um, The award implied acknowledgement that classical music is something of continuing relevance and importance in British cultural life. Oh, come on, mate. Lighten up. Yeah, join in, <laughs> Steve. You're OK, hon. Stiving a bit. Sure, Steve. I'm going to go Steve, if that's all right with you. Um, I don't much care whether it is. But what I, what I would say is it's Plassy Jubes. Get into the Plassy Jubes vibe. Yeah, yeah, exactly. It's wine o'clock. <laughs> My son actually started dropping hints as to why I wasn't in the list with the likes of Justin Hayward. What did he say? He said, uh, how come you never... Um... I said, I, I don't know. He said, to, to, and then he said to me a, a quote which has often been asked. He said, Do you qualify as entertainment? <laughs> <laughs> it's a big question. Commissioning editor for Channel 4. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I liked it when sometimes this, uh, Buzz says things like, What was it he said when I was interviewing Reese Stevenson? And I said, Oh, you know, I'll mention. He said, But will he have heard of you? I don't think he'll have heard of you. No, exactly. It's good to keep your feet on the ground, though. Yeah. So it's, yeah, it's been... We're not a, a 10 feet underground. <laughs> it's been um, a week, I think it's fair to say. Um, yeah. The um, It's actually only been two days. It seemed like a week. Um, Macron, I like this, that President Macron bought the Queen mm-hmm. a horse. Yeah. Or as they call it in France, of course, a ready meal. <laughs> and, um, no, they bu- he bought her a big horse from um, um, the Republican Guard. Mm. Now, I'd be suspicious if somebody buys a 96-year-old woman a horse from the, and I quote, Republican Guard, mm. what are they up to? It's not also, so much a gift as a hint. It is, isn't, isn't it? it? Also, if I owned a kingdom and I got bought a horse, I'd wonder what they'd want in return. Yeah, exactly. Okay. You know what? We all know what the deal is. Yeah. Could I, 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 um, as well, do you, you heard that the the horse is called, I don't know what it's called in French, but the, the English translation is it's called Fabulous. Oh, is it? I do know what it's called in French. Okay. Go on. Is it Fabuloso? <laughs> Fabuleux. Oh, lovely. De, I'm not done. Fabuleux de Mocor. So, fabulous of Mocourt. Yeah? Yeah. Fabulous of Mocourt. That's what I will be known as from now on. <laughs> <laughs> but I just think it's like part of this... This We were saying as well about, like, the uh, tr- trooping of the guard, is that what they call it? And it's meant to be the sort of this quite big manly display of, you know... You know... Prestige, but it's just the campest thing I've ever seen in my whole entire life. <laughs> a little horse trotting around called Fabulous, doing his little bit of dressage. Fabulous! It's a, Fabulous. It's a, it's a gelding as well. What's a gelding? Um, you know, a gelding. No. It means that no. it's been, um, it's had things removed. Oh. Oh. Let's, put, let's call it the gift that doesn't keep giving. <laughs> like if you, don't, you don't look in the map. This is Frank Skinner. This is Absolute Radio. So this horse, um, Fabuleux. Oh, yeah. A, a second horse in three weeks. Do you know that? The president of Azerbaijan also bought her a horse. They're like buses, aren't they? <laughs> Not that much. Well, they Not are. Four legs the... and stuff. But if you're the queen, I mean, I'm sorry, 
I'm going to be bold here. I think it's a terrible, actually quite thoughtless gift. Because, and I like Macron for all sorts of reasons. But how, how are you with the president of Azerbaijan? I'm not as familiar with his work. No, no. But I, I just feel there were, I believe there were 250 horses, and that was just on the trooping of the colour the other yeah. day. One thing she doesn't need is horses. No, you'd think so. But also at 96, I'm thinking maybe a horse is an appropriate gift. Also, I seven just, years I, old, guys. I really hope uh, they left the receipt in the bag when they gave her the horse. <laughs> in the nose bag. <laughs> what, would, what would you get the Queen, though? Like, what would you get, what would you get the lady something that's got Something new? Everything? Maybe something that's not seven years old? Like maybe something iPad. new? Yeah, yeah, get a, get a um, often it's like an elaborate ornament, you know, made from a walrus tusk from the 18th century. Yeah, or something but she, like that. she's probably got tons of those as well. She's what? got tons of everything. You get I, her- you know what I get her? I'd get her some new sunglasses, just because I I love the Queen. Yeah, but I'm just not sure those. She's been really faithful to those shades, mm-hmm. and she's committed to them, and I love her for that. She's a traditionist, but I'm, I'm just not quite sure they're quite right for her. Well, I, I uh, presented some um, Duke of Edinburgh awards, if you remember, with Princess Anne, and she got a pair of shades on that looked like you could weld, you could safely <laughs> weld in them. I mean, they were fab. She should get some of those, like Cyclops from the X-Men. But maybe we could get, a, you know, the new Top Gun films out, get her some aviators. She looked yeah. lovely. yeah. Mirrored aviators. That'd yeah. be a great shot, though. Her oh. looking, at, looking at the two horses. Azerbaijan in the left lens, <laughs> France the, in the I feel right. The need for speed. I. What one thing I would say about a horse is that that yes. it, it's not a gift. It's it's admin you're giving someone. It mm. requires a lot of admin. But she's not doing the personal admin, is it? She won't notice if she's got 250. Just slip fab- Fabuloso in the back. and <laughs> Craig Revel Hall. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, it is a gift horse and there are certain uh, conditions. Oh. Listen, yeah. I've been looking to what's happening in the uh, parade. Now... Have I been misled? You know the big grand celebrity parade? That people are going to travel in buses which represent... (laughs) (laughs) What? Which represent the period they are most associated with. So Noddy Holder is in the 70s um, bus... Gary Lineker's in the 80s. That's boss. cruel. Gary's a perennial. If I find out David Baddiel is on the 90s bus, there's going to be trouble. The 50s bus, well, it's, it, I think it's a smart car, the 50s. <laughs> <laughs> but Who's going to be in the 2010s then? If there's, Imagine how insulted if you got the call. But, you lied about your age a bit. Then you're on the 70s bus. But honestly... If there's one thing I love, it's having my heyday nailed <laughs> down. So hang on. Set in stone. No comebacks for you guys. Here's your decade. And on next up on bus. the parade, it's the now irrelevant Frank Skinner <laughs> from the 90s. Hey. <laughs> there he is. You have to drive behind the I haven't, even, I haven't even got on. I will do it after this. But what about this? The National Treasures Choir. <laughs> <laughs> Frank Skinner on Absolute Radio. So, yes, there's going to be a National Treasures Choir tomorrow. Can, um, we, can we please return to the slightly tricky subject of the decades buses? Oh, yeah, the heyday. <laughs> because celebrities included got Kwan. Yeah. <laughs> 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 Sorry, I don't know why that was so funny. What would he be, 2010s? 2000s, I'd imagine. 2000s, okay. yeah. Oh, I mean, isn't it terrible now? This is what we're going to be saying about these I hope people. he's wearing glasses with 2000, so they perform 2000, <laughs> two at one and two at the other. <laughs> no, but you're really saying that's, that was it for yeah. you. You're saying it finished? Yeah. I mean, Cliff Richard... Was he 1940? Well, good. Oh, Plymouth. Surely not. He's 60s, 60s, 70s. I mean, he'll be yeah. jumping from uh, boss to boss, I hope. Oh, I hope there's someone doing that, like in Footloose. <laughs> that, I hope that, there's be. someone doing that. I tell you what, I've been doing a lot this week, which has given me great pleasure, as well as great stress and anxiety. There's been a lot of. And we're now going over to, um, to Karen at uh, Buckingham Palace. And there's a person standing just looking at the camera, waiting for the cue, and they just look 
and they just look and they don't and I'm going say something <laughs> say I'll give I'll give you any money you please say something and they're just looking at the camera please say something and then eventually oh the stress of it it's not that difficult is it yeah. thumbs up from the cameraman yeah <laughs> Oh, are you doing? Any, are you um, either of you doing any kind of platy jube thing? Mm, I'm afraid not. I just no, no bunting in the pets household. No bunting. The first time I saw bunting was um, during the when was the jubilee in the early two thousands. Yeah, don't ask, don't I don't tricky. know, dear. I remember 1977. 2012 <laughs> was. Um, that was the queen oh, when she went when she went down the Thames on a barge. <laughs> I mean, you're describing that in a. No, she did. She went. I was, I was living on the Thames at the time. Oh. I've got a shot of yeah, my partner they, breastfeeding our baby now. with the queen in the background. Not a composition you get that often. <laughs> <laughs> okay, she was on a barge. She was still there. Yeah. I had a letter from a friend saying. Uh, Congratulations on your baby. I've sent you a flotilla. I hope it's the right size. <laughs> <laughs> and down it went. It was great. But I don't I don't think I'm going to anything at all. I no street party in our road either. It's just one of them where like I feel like it gets a bit like a festival where you just think, Oh, am I gonna be able to get a drink? Am I gonna be able to go to the toilet? And it just all becomes a bit sort of mm, a bit be. of a faff. Do you know what it's I mean? It's gonna be busy. And then you know, it's Brian Adams, after all that. Oh, look up this Brian. Yeah. Well, Brian Adams, but I'm not interested in that, Brian, because when I, there's only one Brian I want to see involved. Is it Mayo? Yeah. Yeah, will you be on, on Do you know roof? about this? Can you Who's explain? Brian Mayo? No, Brian, Brian May. Oh. Mayo's his nickname in the dressing room. <laughs> I mean, it's right. not really. Frank's just decided that. Yeah, well, Brian May was on the roof of Buckingham Palace once playing yeah. electric guitar as part of a celebration. Oh, I thought you meant as like a Fathers for Justice kind of thing. No. <laughs> <laughs> Get Brian down. The, Do you know what the he guitarist likes? for justice. He's more, um, he's more badgers for justice. He is, yes. He's very... Um, is very, that why he's got one on his head? He's very... Oh, oh how I dare can't you. believe you. Ageism at its very worst. Is that, is that the line that's just been crossed. And what would our lady Anita say about that? You've gone too far. <laughs> Paul. Um, he's the love of my love. That's what she'd say. Did she? Mm. Oh. I know someone who met them and she said that. He's really? the love of my life. Do you know they found each other? That's great. They really do seem like a genuinely happy couple. Yeah. And it, Cut to. <laughs> it's just so nice that we're getting towards the end of the show and you've had the first conversation, which I found completely inaccessible. Absolutely. What, Brian May? Yeah, I know who Brian May is, but oh. who's Anita? Anita That's the Do- wife. <laughs> oh, Ma May. Oh, Ma May. Anita, well, Anita Dobson, yeah. in our end, is our beginning or something like that, because uh, EastEnders. Yeah, exactly. She was. There you go. She oh, was, fantastic. Yeah. OK. And um, thanks for listening to us today. Um, episode two of my poetry podcast will be out on Wednesday. Oh. It features Leoncia Flynn, who's a fabulous Fabulous. Catch up on all previous... <laughs> I'm reading this, can you tell? Catch up on all previous episodes now from wherever you get your podcast. Chloe, thank you so much for joining us. Thanks, I, th- I feel like the two children in the back seat of the car. I should be reaching back saying, <laughs> will you two? I'm telling you two now. <laughs> We've had a bit too much, Harry, but we've gone exactly. Honestly, if I Do I have to stop the car? Um, anyway, if the good Lord spares us and the creeks don't rise, we'll be back again this time next week. Now get out. This is Frank Skinner. This is Absolute Radio.